Hi, everyone, and welcome to the MMNM podcast. I'm MMNM Editor-in-Chief and General Manager Steve Madden, and I am thrilled on this beautiful day to have Dana Hochstein and Liz Bryan from Spectrum Science here as guests. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Welcome. My only wish is that we were doing this in person. Um, but based on the news that we heard this morning uh, about Pfizer and its vaccine, it could be that, uh, that we will be doing it in person, maybe sooner rather than later, which is great. Light at so, the end of the tunnel. Thank goodness, right? So Liz and Dana, thanks so much for being here. Um, I just want to jump right into it and have you guys tell us a little bit about uh, Spectrum Science and tell us a little bit about your respective roles there. I'll start. My name is Dana Hochstein. I lead our business development and marketing uh, communications here at Spectrum. Um, as you may be aware, Spectrum is an integrated marketing communications and media agency that is exclusively focused on science. So I've been with the agency for um, almost 12 years, and I'm fortunate enough to call Liz not only a colleague, but a dear friend of mine. And we together have um, spanned the growth of this agency as it uh, maintains its exclusive focus on science, but now has grown to um, encompass a large array of um, health and science communications, all the way from medcoms and clinical trial recruitment to full AOR work um, that includes full branding capabilities. So um, I have the distinct pleasure of being a part of the unique growth of this agency that we've seen over the last um, six to seven years. And I'm really excited to be here to talk about what we believe is so fundamentally different about Spectrum and how we've been able to kind of work in this remote environment. Great. I'm glad you're here. Thanks very much, Dana. Liz, how about you? What do you do at Spectrum? Well, Steve, again, thanks for having us. Um, my name is Liz Bryan. I head up the biotech practice at Spectrum. So on our team, um, we specialize in meeting the very specific needs of biotech companies um, who have, you can imagine, there's a lot going on in the sector. So um, it's a really exciting time to be part of this. Um, but we specifically um, are leading different corporate comms initiatives, um, disease education initiatives, everything that Dana just mentioned, everything from traditional communications all the way through ARR type work um, for these, these different types of clients, both big and small. Um, Spectrum's an independent, right? That's correct. Um, is that tough in the age of COVID or does it afford you advantages that, uh, that, that might not come immediately to mind? So I think the fact that uh, Spectrum is an independent agency allows us more advantages than it, than anything else. It allows us to ensure that we can focus on our people first and empowering our talents um, and really creating a learning and development track for the agency to grow in, in the way that we see the future of communications evolving. Um, we have an exclusively dedicated focus on talent and development here. Um, Pam Lippincott leads that um, whole track on focused on, um, you know, teaching and the teaching hospital model that we've implemented throughout the agency. So we're empowered as leaders here at Spectrum to do what is best on behalf of the talent that we have here that ultimately serves our clients. I love that example, uh, or, or I love that phrase, a teaching hospital. I've never heard it uh, applied to an agency. Could you talk a little bit about that? So 
as you may be aware, at an academic institution, you do rounds, right? It helps you give the uh, the feel of each of the residents to know what happens as they grow and further themselves in their career. So they know exactly how they want to grow up, if you will, in a professional environment. With Spectrum, particularly as we've grown um, from expanding our offering from a traditional PR communications agency all the way through this full service marketing media communications agency, we offer our employees the entire spectrum of, pun intended, (laughs) with the entire (laughs) spectrum of being able to understand what social is, digital measurement, branding, copywriting. They're able to round through all of those different, if you will, specialty areas and functions. So they are extremely well diverse in what we can bring to our clients and really can find an entire career here beginning as Liz is a great example, starting as an intern, growing all the way through an executive vice president position. So we we make sure that we can truly create careers here at the agency. So it's more than just uh, a metaphor. I mean, you actually were an intern. Uh, oh, yes. No, I, I, I started as an intern and um, you have stayed with Spectrum for quite a while. And I think what being independent has offered and I've seen kind of play out in real life is there was never a time where I didn't see a very clear path forward um, for myself or for my team members. Um, And I think being independent allows Spectrum to really kind of reward um, hard work and reward achievement in a way that might not be possible. And we were, we were able to do that during COVID. Um, And I think we were very, you know, very lucky in that regard. Um, And, you, you know, I think from, an independent perspective, like Dana mentioned, we've always been able to put our employees first and their well-being first, but also for our clients. You know, COVID, when we first started working remotely and, you know, it felt like the world was ending, it was very hard for our clients. You know, they had to rethink their priorities, rethink their budgets, and being independent, we were able to kind of be on that journey with them and be as nimble as we had to be um, to, to meet their needs and, and provide value in maybe a different way. Um, and I think having kind of the autonomy to do that um, was really valuable during this time. It's it's extremely telling, isn't it, that um, that someone who is an intern um, would you know rise to the stay at a place long enough to rise to the EVP level. Um, I think that says an awful lot about the uh, the, the cultures, uh, the firm at the uh, the culture at the firm. I think. Yeah, and I think, you know, people ask me a lot, and Dana too, you know, why we stayed so long. And, you know, the the answer sometimes can sound cliche, but they're really, really true. Like, we've seen Spectrum grow at a rate that has been kind of really exciting to see. But the one kind of constant through all of that has been the values of the company, um, putting employees first, putting our clients in a position where we can deliver the best work, but understanding that, you know, balanced, happy employees make the best employees that never changed. Um, and I think them being able to hold on to that in a period of such growth um, says a lot about the leadership of the company. I agree. So w- one of the uh, one of the, the key functions, key roles uh, at, at any agency is the pitching function. And uh, Spectrum uh, sponsored MM&M's Pitch Slam, which is uh, a project that was uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, so first of all, I want to thank you for sponsoring it and participating in it, but, um, but I, I want to ask you, what was it about the pitch slam that appealed to you and, and, uh, did you have any fun? I mean, I will jump in on this one as a lead of new business and, um, marketing. This was 
simply sensational. I think kudos to you, Steve, for spearheading this effort and coming up with it and really just doing such a fantastic job at really looking at how communications, particularly in healthcare, can be fun and how important it is that the integrity of how communication supporting healthcare in a time when integrity is something that should be valued more than ever um, is really, really important. And it was so much fun. I think speaking specifically for Spectrum, we were able to involve a different array of folks that we had here. We had copy involved. We have science. We had our account teams. We had social media. And the way that these, and we, we were able to engage a lot of our more junior talent, and they are so bright, and they were so excited and embraced this entire thing. Um, to foster mm -hmm. their creative thinking and empowering them at all levels to lead their exposure to the way that we do new business here at Spectrum and giving them the opportunity to lead that, not just be a part of it, where it's a shift in the dynamic of when you're in a true um, competitive situation for new business where you're often, often leading with senior talent and, and the junior folks are supportive. In this, they were given the room and the light to shine. And honestly, they did. You can speak. You were there. It was fantastic. It was, it was awesome. It was the last night out um, for work before, uh, before lockdown. And um, I'm glad, I'm glad that, that the pitch slam was it because it just, it was, it was, it played out exactly how I had pictured it, that, you know, it would be like a poetry slam, that it would be, you know, in the, in the lobby or sorry, in the basement of a bar or the back room of a bar somewhere. And, um, you know, people would have a few drinks and get a little bit rowdy and just show some really creative ideas. And that's exactly what it was. But, um, you know, besides uh, a round of shots, you know, you'd want to get something else out <laughs> of it. What, uh, what, like, what, what were your key takeaways from it? I mean, like, what did you guys get get out of it? I think I'll uh, start again, just from a new business perspective, and then, then hand it off for Liz to talk a little bit more about what it meant to her her team and talent on the actual account side. But from a new business perspective, I think it was the opportunity to be able to turn the reins over to these folks that had the ability to shape something from the ground up, knowing that they were the ones um, that were going to be able to show everything and bring to bear the great work that they were doing. And it was a microcosm of what we would do for all of our clients, and they were owning it. So they were able to see the, the stress, if you will, of trying to come up with an appropriate position, the timing, you only had a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. For those that may not be aware, the way Steve did this, it was great. There were no props. There was no PowerPoint that we were allowed to use. So everybody kind of had to think on their feet. So they had to be really committed and invested in what they were sharing and truly believe in it from a strategy all the way through to the way that we were rolling out the tactics. And it truly was a sensational learning experience for them to be able to take how we would approach um, the development, which is called our spectrum typic method, all the way through to the pitch and, and rehearsing for it as well. There's so many learnings throughout. That's great. That's great to hear. That's exactly, um, you know, besides the round of shots, that's exactly what I had in mind <laughs> um, for, for, the, for the whole thing. Um, now, the, the, the interesting thing about it was it was, like I said, the last thing that, that I was able to do. I don't know about you guys, before we went into lockdown. And then everybody started working remote. Um, how has this whole, you know, working from home or working remote experience been for you guys? I mean, you were kind of already not, not, I wouldn't say already there, but 
you've got multiple offices. So, um, so mm -hmm. there was, you were used to this to a, a certain extent, but how's it been low, low these last eight months? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been interesting. We do we do ha we did have um, remote workers already. We did have four offices already, and we, we were all constantly collaborating across those offices and uh, you know across different locations. But I think you know we definitely had to flip that switch. I think it was like March 16th or something like that. Um, and I think everyone was a little bit pleasantly surprised at how smoothly it went. You know, from a technology perspective, um, you know, everyone had what they needed. Um, everyone was able to, um, you know, ask for what they thought was going to make them as productive and comfortable as possible. Um, during this time, I think we all kind of anticipated it might have been 30 days. I don't think we anticipated it would be, you know, several, several months, but um, it really was, um, it, it was a smooth transition. I think beyond people just adjusting to a new normal, um, you know, I think the, the company did a really good job of communicating with us. You know, this is why we're doing things. This is what we expect. This is what we know. And I think that went a really long way um, with staff at all levels, just to know what leadership knows and know what they're thinking um, and to know that they, you know, are, are being listened to in the process, I think really make a, made a big difference. What about little things though? Um, like one, one of the things that, uh, that I've noticed is that, um, you know, as we record this, we're not on camera. Um, and so there's, so some of the cues that you usually take from, from a conversation are absent, right? Like the, there's no body language or facial expression or anything like that. Has that proven to be a problem or is that just something that everyone's adapted to? Oh, no, no. We embraced <laughs> Zoom like, like nobody's business. I think everybody did. Um, you know, and we really tried to, you know, see each other's faces as, as much as possible. But, you know, there is that kind of, there is that awkwardness. There's awkward pauses. There's kind of, you know, is, it, is everyone tracking with me kind of feeling. Um, but, you know, I think everybody got used to it. And we realized if you don't see each other and we don't try to connect um, in a visual way, um, it's just not, you know, we're not going to be as collaborative. Um, you know, I think by far, like the amount of time we even got on um, video with clients, was you know went from zero to a hundred percent, which was actually really nice to be able to you know sit there and see your client um, instead of just speaking into a speakerphone. So there were kind of disadvantages and positives to that. Specifically, to answer about the verbal cues or things that you can do when we had when we weren't seeing our clients or when we were on, for example, with an early prospect that didn't have a relationship with us yet. Um, we started to force ourselves to work a lot harder to develop that relationship, doing small things like using their name when we were speaking directly, remembering who was introduced and what function they represented on the other side of the table. So when we had a point that was socially related, we were calling out that social person on the other side of the phone, really trying to draw them into the conversation in a very deliberate way where you weren't, you took a more passive approach to those sort of things when you were in person. Um, because they could see you and you could make eye contact. So there are small things that we did implement along the way to ensure that we were developing a relationship in, in sort of a remote or at times even completely kind of visually impaired, if you will, manner. Right. So, so client relationships or client um, management is one thing, but what about um, gaining clients, pitching? And you know, we were talking about the pitch slam earlier, but um, now instead of pitching in person, um, everything's virtual. How's, how's that going? Uh, well, so Liz and I had uh, the opportunity, Liz in the biotech practice had the fortunate honor of being one of our very first virtual pitches in the remote COVID environment. 
<laughs> and um, as we were able to partner as lead of biotech and new business when we rehearsed together, I think that we learned a lot along the way. I think that point that I just made was one thing that we had learned, but there are a lot of, of variables and unknowns that happen. So it has certainly presented a lot of challenges. Liz, do you want to talk a little bit about what that was like for you and your team when you first started that pitch? Yeah, I mean, that first one, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, it was awkward. <laughs> and we had technical difficulties, you know, you you oh, can no. hear like yeah. people's teams going off in the background, like, you know, does one person have the deck? Do we have it in case their computer crashes? You know, it was definitely a learning experience for us. Um but I think, as Dana said, you know, now we anticipate and we think of everything that could possibly, any type of scenario, um, and you know, just doing the little things like making sure everyone has a copy of the deck downloaded and ready to go should someone's computer fail or electricity go out or something like that. You know, making sure we're rehearsing on the platform that we're actually going to be presenting on, make sure that we know um, the ins and outs of that. Um, and, you know, typically it's, you know, the prospective client it will not always be on video. So trying very hard to kind of pick up on cues um, to your point earlier about kind of the, you know, not being able to see people. I think we kind of got, we've gotten into kind of a groove and a jive and anticipate mm -hmm. some of those transitions a little bit more. So it's definitely gotten better, but no, it was, you know, it was a, it was an adjustment. Do you, do you guys have a quote unquote patented method or, or like a, a playbook that you call out for pitching? For pitching specifically, um, we use what's called the spectroscopic method. I alluded to that a little bit earlier in the conversation. That really guides the development of our proposal when it comes to the pitch itself and the rehearsal and what we do there. What we would do pre-COVID, we've done our best to emulate coming into the COVID environment, meaning we would always invest to, to getting everyone into one space and one office prior to the pitch. So we're really codifying the synergy and the chemistry amongst the team. What mm -hmm. we've tried to duplicate here, it's not necessarily a playbook per se, but we do follow the same approach to our rehearsals and making sure everyone is engaged and involved, uh, trying to build in time to have fun together as you're essentially building a mini client team at that moment in time. Um, but we do surround the moment in time culture uh, with general culture infusions that we do here at Spectrum. So, you know, there are there's a lot that we try to keep together that we just have driven to a remote. We'll still cheers afterwards uh, with a drink um, or, you know, um, have a, a quick lunch together to talk about what we did. So we're recognizing the effort that went into this really arduous time. Um, but exciting time of, of securing a new client. So a lot of that we try to build in. So that, that speaks really well to, uh, to team chemistry, um, which is something that doesn't always come across uh, quite easily on Zoom, you know? Um, and it's, I certainly, uh, you know, I know that it's one of the things that uh, potential clients would be looking for is like, you know, there's this group of people who we're about to essentially go to war with are, are they, do they like each other? Do they work well together? How do you, I mean, are there specific things that you're able to do to sort of demonstrate um, chemistry and enthusiasm among the teammates? Yeah, I mean, I think you, you hit on it. Chemistry is, you know, it's so important, but you can't really kind of fake that. It has to happen right. organically and it has to happen in a way that is authentic. And I think that's why um, during, you know, lockdown and, and, and quarantine, we went 
out of our way to try to continue kind of connecting people. We are doing Zoom happy hours. We're doing competitions on our, our internet. Um, we are trying to keep everybody in a good mental space. Everybody got a subscription to Headspace. Um, you know, we had a very kind of supportive team and always kind of pushed for that, um, that time together to still bond um, across teams, not just with your immediate team. So when you are, get, you are getting on a call together, there is that, at least that baseline of organic chemistry. And I think, um, you know, what we, all, what we also kind of really encourage is that show your personality during um, these pitches. You know, it, it, I think with the remote pitching, you can like very much stay to a script and you can kind of fall into that little bit of a rut. But, you know, it's where your personality shines and that's what everybody's able to react to and bounce off of um, that I think is, was really, we learned that was really important. Liz, I, I said uh, before we started recording, I said that I had looked at your biography and that I, I could tell you were really smart. And you just talked about organic chemistry, which I failed. So, uh, so there. That, oh, that's proof. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that was um, not my strength. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's, car there's carbon in all of it, but that's about all I remember. Um, so, so. So, you know, the teamwork, the, you know, the, uh, you know, paying attention to culture and making sure that you're able to translate all of that uh, on Zoom with, with clients, um, you know, has it worked? Have you guys won any new business uh, in the last eight months going virtual? I, I think we, we absolutely have. And here, I think it's sensitive to those that are struggling out there in this environment um, that it is such a difficult time for so many people out there that we recognize how fortunate we've been as an agency to see some really significant pieces of business come in. And um, we're grateful to the way that we've been able to kind of support the narrative of what's happening in the world and being responsive to the challenges that have happened, but also tried to ensure that the way that we're running the business and keeping our employees secure and with, with jobs has rewarded in some significant pieces of business. And I think it's also been reflective of the type of agency that we're building, that the work that we've been able to bring into the door of recent is not just PR and communications. We've been able to see some CTR, clinical trial recruitment work, some um, AOR pieces of business, branding and corporate. So it's really reflective of how we've uh, grown and evolved as an agency and acknowledging how fortunate we've been when, um, you know, we're in such, such a difficult time um, for the world, that's, to be honest. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty amazing. And congratulations to you. And, and with, um, with new business comes new challenges, namely uh, finding people to do the work that this new business business brings your way. It sounds like you guys might be hiring. Are you in the market? Oh, are we? <laughs> I think that's an we are, Yes, we are in the market. Um, you know, since I think it's since October 5th, we've had 11 new people start, um, which has been really, really exciting. But we have over 20 positions open right now. Um, across everything from traditional account services to creative, digital, social. I mean, we are looking um, for the best and brightest to join our team and work on um, this work that Dana was talking about. And the really cool thing about it is the work is so diverse and so interesting and has the potential to be so impactful that um, it, it, it is a really exciting time. And we are definitely, you know, hoping to, to fill some of those positions quickly. That's great. Uh, if people are listening, uh, and they're, uh, they'd like to learn a little bit more about these open positions, uh, what should they do? What should they look at? 
they can go to our website and go to spectrumscience.com or they can go to LinkedIn. We have our positions posted there. And Steve, I hope they're listening. <laughs> I know they're well, listening. Uh, I'm here to tell you, I know they're listening. Um, we, we definitely want to see that. Liz is leading um, a, a large portion of these positions would report right into her. And as someone who's been her friend for more than a decade, I could say there would be no better person to work with. So um, definitely take a look. So you heard it here, people. Uh, Spectrum Science is hiring and uh, you get to work with the fabulous Liz Bryan. So by all means, go to the website. <laughs> Uh, or to LinkedIn and look at those open positions. Dana, Liz, this is uh, this has been an absolute pleasure. This uh, this conversation has been as bright and sunshiny as the sky outside my window. I really really appreciate it. Um, is there anything else that that uh, you want to let folks know about about what's going on at Spectrum? I think we've said a lot. We focus in um, ultimately when you work at an agency, your product is your people and we invest in our people. And through that investment, these people do great work on behalf of our clients. And, you know, hopefully throughout the last 20 or 30 minutes, you've been able to gather that and know that if you come here, you will be well taken care of and you will be given a place to grow and thrive. That's great. You uh, keep an eye open for my resume. I might be sending one over. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've been listening to the MMM podcast. I'm Steve Madden, editor in chief and general manager of MMM. My guests today have been Dana Hochstein and Liz Bryant from Spectrum Science. Uh, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks and so thank much. you, Steve, for everything that you and MMM does um, to keep the keep your finger on the pulse for everything. You're you're a pleasure to work with and and um, support. That's great. Thank you very much for saying that. I appreciate it. So long, everyone. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next week on the MMNN podcast. Mm-hmm.